Hello again, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Good to Know Shreveport Bossier. This is our podcast featuring all the things that are good to know, the positive things going on around the Arklatex. Uh, my name is Jeff Beinfor. I'm your host today, co-host, I should say. And this is my co-host, Paul Reeser, over here to my right. And uh, he is uh, what, on the board of directors of the Committee of 100. Committee of 100, yeah. Committee of 100. Owned about 2,000 Sonics around uh, the country and uh, sold them all and got rich. Give or take rich. a couple thousand. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, now living a life of leisure and hosting a podcast. So how the mighty have fallen. Anyway, uh, we always leave this to him to introduce our special guest today. <clears throat> well... <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> what a wonderful introduction. Uh, I'm, here to, I'm here to help. So, you know, Shreveport, very fortunate because we have our own symphony, very successful symphony mm -hmm. orchestra. And uh, whenever I see a successful organization, I always look to the leadership. So we're very fortunate. We have the director here today of the Shreveport Symphony Orchestra. He's also the director of three other orchestras. Wow. Uh, also very sought after guest, uh, guest director. And, you know, he's, he's very smart. Very funny. We're going to learn a lot today, Jeff. <laughs> I hope so. From the maestro, uh, Michael Butterman. Michael. Michael. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much. That's He's like, how did I get into this? I <laughs> don't know. That, I mean, that, you, you've set the bar really high here with that introduction. So, uh, well, okay, before we even get anywhere, how do you have time to direct three orchestras or four orchestras? Yeah, I guess. yeah. Well, I, I wonder that myself uh, <laughs> sometimes. Uh, but you know, it's it's it means I spend a lot of time on the road. But this is this is home. This is where. Uh, we've lived since uh, 2006, my uh, wife and, and daughter and I. My uh, daughter's now a student at Tech, just uh, starting this, uh, this, this school year. Okay. Uh, but this, this, is our, this is our base, and I you know, also conduct uh, out in, in Colorado, the Boulder Philharmonic, and in uh, Pennsylvania, the Lancaster Symphony, and in Virginia, the Williamsburg Symphony. So wow. this is sort of, you know, sort of centrally located in that, in that sense. Uh, so yeah, it's it's a lot of time on the road, but always very very happy to to come back home to uh, to Shreveport and and uh, work with the orchestra here and 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 the the uh, community, great community of which it's a part. Well, it's not like these orchestras are close together, from what no, you're telling no, me here. That's true. So. They are they are they are all uh, but they're all really unique and and uh, in their own. There's a lot of things, of course, they share in common. But he was about to say unique in their own way. I was, you know, <laughs> I stopped myself because <laughs> that was redundant. <laughs> I try to avoid that when I can. But they, uh, they, the, the, yeah, there, there are of course similarities between all all of them. Uh, but uh, the, the 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 communities themselves are, as as you probably can imagine from the, one, the list I just gave you, all very mm. different. And yeah. uh, they have their own yeah. sort of personalities and, and uh, you, the way you program, the, the kinds of music that you choose for one community might be a little different from what you mm -hmm. put together in another community. So anyway, they all challenge me in different ways and I, I appreciate that. So uh, uh, you, you're official, you're known as a maestro. Well, I... <laughs> so uh, how does one attain this title? I, I guess by getting the, getting the job as a conductor somewhere. Okay. Yeah, right. that's that's yeah. an Italian word that you know it goes way back, and uh, I I kind of bristle at it a little bit. Do you? And uh, I'm, I'm, is this an official title from the Seinfeld? Do you know what I'm talking yeah, about? I, do, I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. Exactly right. Well, Maybe Ed Walsh, you know, helps us out. He used to be here. He writes a lot of my questions for this. Actually, he doesn't yeah. trust me. No, but I when he hears me him. call the maestro this guy, he's going to just come out of his seat. So I got <laughs> a lot to answer for. But no, it is definitely. Um, you know, a sign of respect. The maestro, you lead the orchestra, it's a very challenging job, and to be successful as you are, I would imagine that there's a lot of challenges these days in the symphony. Oh, a tremendous number, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, just starting with the fact that uh, the music that we play is, uh, you know, not familiar to a 
huge part <coughs> of our mm -hmm. population, not just mm -hmm. here in Shreveport, but anywhere. Uh, and the, uh, the, 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 <laughs> the business model of a symphony orchestra is also, simply put, uh, terrible. <laughs> speaking, speaking to a businessman here, you can you can appreciate that you know there are, there are no economies of scale. There's no ways to make things more efficient. The way mm -hmm. we st you know it, it, we can't reduce the number of string players we have and just mic them because it changes the total quality mm -hmm. of, you know of what we have. Mm -hmm. so it's just uh, there are certain uh, costs built into running a professional orchestra that are uh, that are what they are, and so we're really dependent on a combination of earned income from tickets and so on, but also contributed income, foundations, individuals, uh, grants, you name it. Well, you do a lot in the community. I know you're doing a lot in education to get the school, the children educated and so forth. You know, after we talked the other day, I'm like, you know, I, I used to love music. Uh, uh, what kind of music do you play? Um, <laughs> classical music. So I know you do all <laughs> kinds of music, but I used to love classical music. So I'm, I'm going to pull out the old classical music and I put Vivaldi, The Four Seasons. Yeah. And uh, the first winter came up, I'm like, God, I love this. This is so good. And then after a couple minutes, I'm like, this is long. It's a nine and a half minute long song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm think is the challenge that, you know, your TikTok videos are about 14 seconds. <laughs> is there a shortened attention span that might be a challenge? Oh, there's no question that, uh, you know, classical music, first of all, mostly doesn't have words. I mean, there are obviously operas and so on that do, but for the most part, it's abstract sound. And mm. uh, you are asking people to, I mean, nine and a half minutes or whatever that was, um, that's, that would qualify as not that long a piece in, in, <laughs> in, in you know, I mean, uh, uh, some Beethoven symphonies are, you know, approaching fifth, five, zero minutes long. Wow. And, you know, uh, Mahler symphonies can be longer than that. So, uh, you know, you're asking people to, uh, to yes, to, to focus their attention focus, on something relax. abstract for mm -hmm. quite a long time. And that is a challenge, not just, you know, because of, well, it's not just a challenge for people that are, um, it's a challenge for me too, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just say that. We're all, we are all being rewired uh, mm -hmm. through yeah, our that's for sure. connectivity, through our devices and so on. We're, we're looking for the, the next ding, the next little stimulation. Yeah. Uh, our, our, and and you know, the, the, the idea of being multitasking and, and scattered is, is something that's just kind of creeping into our, uh, our very way of being. But I would say, so that's a challenge, but it's also an opportunity. And what I mean by mm -hmm. that is that, you know, uh, more than ever, I think people are looking for chances to mm -hmm. kind of uh, <laughs> to unplug, to to, yes. to transcend agree with that that, mm -hmm. uh, that um, you know kind of frantic pace. And you know, they might find it through prayer. They might find it through meditation. I suggest you can also find it through really losing yourself in great music like, like we play. No question. I, I don't pretend to know anything about classical music, but I've been to a couple of symphonies and uh, I just close my eyes and kind of lean back and, and just let it wash over me. And it's, I find it very relaxing, to be honest. Well, that's, I'm glad to know that because yeah. I think that's a very valid way to interact with it. And I think it's, uh, I really do think it provides an opportunity. I think you have to. Um, if you if you go into a concert and expect the music to kind of like grab you by the lapels and shake mm -hmm. you and say now pay attention to me, uh, you may be uh, setting yourself up for for, for you know mm -hmm. sort of the wrong expectation. But if you if you go in there and are willing to kind of give it some time and allow yourself to kind of get into those how should we say beta brainwave patterns where you're just mm -hmm. a little more a little more deeply relaxed and so on, I really think that the opportunity or the experience it provides is something that is. Uh, uh, more than ever, I think it's something we crave. Uh, well, without words, I think we need a little bit of a, of a guide. And I watched mm. some of your videos, and I noticed that you do a great job of saying, this is why and where and what was going on, and you're kind of like a guide 
to help people understand. It's, it's very valuable. I know I went, when I went to Paris not long ago after I sold my business. Listen to this guy. Uh, <laughs> but we went to the Louvre, and I'm like, nice paintings. Yeah, I would have really been bored in there had we not had a guide that yeah. took us and explained this is what was happening, this was the time of year, and it was, it was fascinating. And I see you kind of do the same thing with the orchestra. I, I do try to do that. So I think uh, you can expect at any of our concerts that I will well, first of all, there's a usually a pre-concert talk, which I will give mm -hmm. ahead of time, you know, an hour ahead of time, and so on for people that are able to come to that. But since most people are not going to get there that early, I will <laughs> take some time and, and speak to the audience for a few minutes, or you know, just even a couple minutes before a piece we're about to play, just to kind of orient their listening, to kind of give some perspective. What was the composer doing or thinking about as he, as he or she was writing this? Uh, what are the different things you might notice as we play this piece, and what might they, you know, signify uh, if I can, you know, make mm -hmm. those suggestions? Because, uh, like you said, I have that same experience when I am uh, around, a, a, let's say, an art form that is not my area of expertise. Right? Mm -hmm. I want that, just a little bit of orientation, a little yep. bit of guidance. And once mm -hmm. I get that, then when I do experience the, whether it's the, you know, the ballet or the or the or the painting or something, I feel like exactly like you say. Like, oh. I see what they were talking about. There it is. And it, it, it just means more to me. I connect mm -hmm. with it more deeply. I always felt like uh, if a city had a uh, symphony orchestra and a ballet, that that was kind of a sign of, I don't know, sophistication for that particular market. Would, would you agree with that? Or am I just way off base? No, I, I, I <laughs> being in the business I am, yeah. I, I guess I would tend to agree with you. So yeah. Yeah, and how uh, so? And you mentioned the business model earlier. So, how hard is it to maintain a symphony in a in an area like this? Well, it's a big challenge. Yeah, yeah, because uh, you know every every uh, every fiscal year, you know, you're on the knife's edge. You, there's no uh, there's no fat in the budget of a, right. of a symphony orchestra or a ballet yeah. company or a, yeah. or an opera company for sure. Uh, it, it it is a challenge because uh, the uh, yeah, simply simply put, the expenses of putting something on are not met by the uh, by the receipts, or or, or or the ticket prices would have to be so high that um, mm -hmm. it'd be unaffordable for people yeah. to, to even come. So it would gotcha. defeat the purpose. So uh, it's it's uh, no question a challenge. It takes uh, it takes a lot of uh, <laughs> it takes a, it takes a lot of people believing that there is a value to having a, a mm -hmm. orchestra here. I'm talking about uh, people who have. Foundations, people who are yeah. you know associated with various, uh, let's say, corporations, sometimes want to invest in the quality mm -hmm. of life of their community. Yeah. I'll, I'll just take, I'll take Willis Knighton as an example. They are a season sponsor for mm -hmm. us, and they, Good. I think, believe that uh, having a vibrant symphony here makes Shreveport Bossier a better place to live. No, I, I would agree with that. Uh, well, I, I would as well. And uh, so, so it, it, anyway, it, it takes uh, it, it takes that kind of uh, support and realization of the value of what we offer mm -hmm. uh, on a number of people's parts to, uh, to make it work. Well, how would you define the value for people that are like, well, I, I haven't been to the symphony in a while. What, what value Forever. do you bring to a community? Yeah. I mean, how do you get people <laughs> interested in coming? And, yeah. then, and then beyond that, uh, the question Paul had. Well, boy, I mean, so that's, there's a lot of aspects to that, or mm -hmm. to that answer, I suppose. One is to say that I think we need to continue to be more things to more people. And to that end, you know, we mm -hmm. don't just play music by Beethoven and Vivaldi. We have uh, next season coming up music of uh, Elvis. We've got a John Williams tribute. So anybody's nice. ever, mm -hmm. you know, we've yeah. got. See, people uh, wouldn't, uh, most people would not get that. They would not understand that, that right. you do things like that. Absolutely. We had a 
music uh, of uh, Led Zeppelin this uh, this past January. Oh, that's, that's awesome. You know, classic rock shows, uh, and you know, and of course all this work in in the schools, which we can talk about. Uh, we a all have later on. So I think you know, who trying to expand the, getting the um, you know the the, the the range of music that we're playing and the kind of experiences that we're offering. Uh, to a community is important. By the way, so we also have a chamber series on Sundays, which is uh, a free uh, set of concerts that are, um, you know, during well, the day. Well, that's your problem. Time. You're doing shows for free. That's <laughs> <laughs> those are grant supported. <laughs> yeah, I got you. <laughs> uh, but uh, anyway, th the point is that those are uh, kind of a. We find that a lot of families will come to those because they're shorter mm -hmm. concerts, they're free, they're on a, a, a weekend afternoon, mm -hmm. and so it's just an experience for them, you know, that they can share as a, a family that they might not be able to do on a Saturday night at 730 uh, for, you know, for a couple hours. So to be more things to more people, I think that's that's part of what we need to do to, mm -hmm. to, uh, to create this value proposition. Sure. For the uh, for the community, I mean the other part of it, I think, is to show the community a lot of what we do that kind of does fly under the radar. And I think one of the biggest parts of that is all the education work that we do, um, not just these concerts that we do in, in January where kids are bussed in from mm -hmm. uh, all over Catamount Bossier uh, to attend you know, these concerts that are tailored just for them, but also uh, we're sending out ensembles and individual musicians and myself into the schools throughout the school year uh, to uh, support the work that the music teachers and the classroom teachers are mm -hmm. doing there uh, and to, uh, to just kind of uh, create this, uh, what we hope is an opportunity for kids to have an interaction with uh, with music, because I think you know, if <laughs> if I were to poll the the audience at a, at a typical concert, I think um, I would guess eighty to ninety percent of them, at some point in their lives, played a musical instrument or sang in a choir. I played a trombone. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Even if it was just for a year or two or three or whatever, yeah. I think mm. that experience, uh, you know, just changes your relationship with music for for the rest of your life. And so that's what we're what's what we hope will mm -hmm. happen uh, when, when they're in elementary school, let's say, and into middle school, that they have a, this, that we create, we give them something of a spark of, of uh, sure. curiosity about what we do, enough yeah. that they might want to, you know. Yeah, so all, all these things that you're talking about in this business, we would call that promotion. That's what you're doing, right? I suppose so, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's, got a, it's got a long uh, arc of, you know, the, the return yeah. <laughs> is, is a long way in the future, <laughs> but it's, I think, you know, in, it's in, incredibly important work to be doing. Yeah. And I think generally, uh, what I was going to say is that I think a lot of times that flies under the radar for mm -hmm. most people. They're not aware so much of that work that we're doing. And so part of our value proposition uh, uh, is that we need to, I guess, be better about explaining to people that that's part of what we're, why we're here. And and where are you now if people don't know where you're located? Uh, well, I mean, physically our offices are on Jordan Street, but our concerts for the most part are given at the uh, Riverview Theater downtown mm -hmm. on Clyde Fant uh, near the Aquarium right and yeah. and Sideport. Uh, we also have these um, uh, Sunday afternoon concerts that I mentioned, which are mostly over at uh, Centenary Anderson Auditorium at Centenary, occasionally okay. over at the uh, auditorium at the L on the LSUS campus. But we're also uh, doing concerts uh, in uh, public libraries. We have a, you know a, a series with them. We also partner with SPAR to do some uh, what we call Tiny Tots concerts, sometimes outdoors, parks. So uh, we're a lot, of, and of course yeah. we're in the schools themselves. Yeah. Uh, How do the kids like the music? Well, I mean, do they respond well? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the wonderful thing about kids is that they, um, you know, they're open to anything mm -hmm. pretty much. Yeah. Um, you can, you don't, they, they don't have a lot of judgments about what kind of music they, you know, right. they mm -hmm. think they like or anything, <laughs> that, anything that's, uh, you know, especially if it's got a good kind of beat and rhythm to it. Yeah. They, they react to it. They move. 
you know, like that's sort of a natural thing that, that especially kids do. And we have mm -hmm. sort of bred, not bred, but you know, we, we, we've trained ourselves as we get older to, well, we have to sit here and, and right. have, yeah, you know, yeah. complete uh, motionlessness and somehow, mm -hmm. but I, I, which I, uh, I don't think is the way to enjoy music myself. No. But it's wonderful to see kids because they just respond to it so instinctively. So how do, uh, when you give one of your main performances, do, uh, the, uh, the, do the adults just sit there like that or do they, I mean, how do they act? Dep dep <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's, a pretty, that's a terrible way to depends, ask that question. Depends on the, uh, on the adult you're talking <laughs> about, I suppose. And I, you know, it also depends on, to some extent, the, 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 the performance itself. Um, certainly are what we would call pops concerts where there's a, somebody on stage who's sort of really interacting with the audience directly mm -hmm. kind of loosens people up and just makes them feel right. um, you know pretty pretty free um, a lot of times though I think that they are people are more in a let's say meditative state yeah depending that's, on the, that's on the me music. I mean yeah. but they're not just sitting there like uh, prim and proper and like afraid to move around I, I, well of course I don't th I don't my, you don't, ba yeah, my back right. is turned yeah, yeah. to them <laughs> yeah, I'm asking the wrong guy right <laughs> should exactly. ask one of the uh, violinists right, or right, right. <laughs> no I think that's not so much what we're seeing I, I, I hope it's not anyway because I want I, it, it, certainly the, through the comments that I make in the, uh, at the beginning of the, the concert and so I'm trying to create a, a uh, a non-stuffy, a very yeah. just sort of welcoming mm -hmm. environment. I want mm -hmm. anybody, no matter their experience level with classical music to feel, or orchestral music generally, to feel like this is a place for them, that they're going to have a, um, you know, a, they're going to really feel like, I want them to feel a connection with the music, an emotional connection with the music that we're right. playing. Right, mm -hmm. sure. That's, then that's what brings them back. Absolutely. Much more so than telling them this fact or that fact. It's, mm -hmm. it's about kind of opening the door to that emotional, mm -hmm. uh, Connection and, and that's one way that you know music is is uh, really unique among the arts. I think it, it affects us on a subtextual level. Uh, we don't even know sometimes why we're affected by music, but it can make us feel make us feel happy, anxious, yeah. uh, sad, you know, uh, joyful, everything in between. It's the universal language, it right? It is absolutely that. <laughs> no that and math. That's uh, it. <laughs> hey, so what series do we have coming up this year, 2023? Well, uh, so we're speaking here in uh, in April. That we're really winding up our season. Our season is kind of like the academic year season. So from okay. September through May, for the most part, we have just one more. Uh, main series concert uh, at uh, in, in early May, featuring Beethoven's Fifth Symphony, by the way, and uh, work by Prokofiev, a big piano concerto. There's a there's a piano competition in town that people may know of called the Wyden Piano Competition that's been going on for a number of years, and we often feature the winner of that uh, playing with us as a soloist. So that's happening uh, also in May, and then there's a there's a chamber concert the next day, a free one at uh, at Centenary. Uh, so that's that, and then uh, we're really announcing our uh, 23 slash 24 season right. uh, very soon. And that, by the way, it, we haven't talked about it yet, that's the 75th anniversary season wow. for this orchestra. So oh, nice. 75 years is, is, is you know, it's quite mm. a milestone in, yeah. in this, mm -hmm. in this sure business. Is. We are the, the oldest continually operating symphony uh, orchestra in the state of Louisiana. And, uh, you know, I think for a community like this uh, to have an orchestra of, of, uh, of that longevity and, mm. uh, and, and the and the artistic uh, level that, that, uh, at which we play right now, I think it's a real feather in the cap of this community. So do the musicians in your orchestra, do they, uh, uh, do they live here? Do they travel for in from around the country? How's that work? Well, um, I would say that uh, depending on the concert, we've got probably uh, a third to a little more than a third, third to maybe 40% of our, uh, the musicians will be right here from Shreveport and Bossier. We've got many who come in from uh, Dallas-Fort Worth area, Houston, 
Natchitoches, yeah. uh, Monroe. All over. Uh, uh, Texarkana, also Little Rock. So yeah, just you know, sort of a Baton Rouge, a regional okay. um, mm -hmm. arc of maybe three, three and a half hours from around here. But you know, a, a good percentage of them are, uh, are based here all the time. And because of that, that means that those musicians, by the way, are contributing to the cultural vitality of our community beyond just the, sure. the concerts that we're giving. They are play, they, a lot of them are teaching, uh, they are in, in our churches, they mm -hmm. are, you know, sometimes music ministers or playing for services nice. on, on the weekend, yeah. playing for theatrical productions. So it's just, you know, mm -hmm. having a, a resident orchestra like that, I think, has all sorts of other, uh, you know, it enriches the culture in ways that yeah. just beyond the actual concerts that we give. Do you, uh, they're all spread out, <laughs> uh, though, a lot of them. Um, and so I'm wondering how, obviously, they're of the highest quality musicians, but do you, how do you get time to rehearse if they're from all over the country? So this is a great question, and I think it may surprise people to know that we put these concerts together really very quickly. Okay. Uh, so we will typically have three or four rehearsals for a, let's say, a classical program. Mm -hmm. Some of the um, non-classical programs, uh, we just did a concert of the music of uh, Nat King Cole celebrating uh, his... Well, just a little more than his hundredth birthday, I guess. All right. Uh, but that that was done on a single rehearsal, the day, same day as the wow. uh, as the concert. So let's say that we have a this c concert coming up. I think there are three and a half rehearsals for that, something like that. So they'll come in on a Thursday, and by Saturday night we have uh, this <laughs> concert to wow. uh, to present. So they get the music ahead of time. They practice yeah. the music on their own. The rehearsals that we do are together are really just about listening to each other, putting it together. And uh, that can be done, you know, pretty effect efficiently. Yeah. Um, again, to keep the cost down, all <laughs> right, those kinds of, of things course, which are yeah. important. Uh, but uh, because these musicians are so, you know, so strong, and they're and, and they're playing every week, if they're not here, they're elsewhere uh, playing in an orchestra. So they, you know, they they are really at the top of their games, and uh, that allows us to, to to put these things together pretty quickly. Yeah. So if a person wanted to get into the the symphony scene, like you know, I, I think I want to try this out. So, yeah. so how so how would you dip your toe in? How much is how much does a ticket cost? Uh, where do we go to Great start? Question. Well, we ha we have well, first of all, I mean, you can go to our website and kind of just which is ShreveportSymphony.com, mm -hmm. uh, and just kind of have a look at all. It is a really good website, by the way. Tons and tons of information there. Uh, yeah, I think it, I think, I think it does you even have. Well. Uh, Orchestra 101 or Symphony 101 to go in and absolutely a lot of those sort of you know, you know FAQs kind of basically you know what 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 mm -hmm. should I wear? Where do I park? <laughs> How do I you know what can I clap whenever I want yeah, to? This yeah. sort of thing. <laughs> Try to again just trying to. And what's the answer? <laughs> the answer is yes. Please clap all the time and and, and raucously. As yeah. Okay, good. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I think uh, we have you know there are tickets for um, discounted tickets for for students. Uh, and uh, you know many many tickets that are that start at you know in, in the twenty dollar range, yeah. so mm -hmm. that people can just kind of um, you know check us out. I think if you've never been to a, a concert, uh, an orchestra concert before, probably coming to something like our Holiday Pops concert, or let's say next season either the Elvis or the uh, the John Williams concerts would be great. Mm. Maybe the John Williams concert because that's yeah. that's a chance to hear a really lush full orchestral sound mm -hmm. and something that you'll be familiar with if you've ever. Of course, who hasn't seen any of these films for which his yeah. music has been featured? Mm -hmm. I don't want to chase the rabbit too much, but John Williams—he's been in so many Oscar-winning films, Oscar not. He saved Jaws, he saved Star Wars, and then he, here he is—he <laughs> just the oldest guy to ever get nominated for another Oscar right. just just recently. You know, so right. he's ninety years old. I mean, it's mm -hmm. just wow. remarkable. Uh, so I would love, I would love that that uh, concert. Y y and I think anyone would. I think that's that's mm -hmm. that, I guess what I'm 
suggesting is that that sort of concert is one that you, you will you will have a point of reference that you know that you will <laughs> you, mm -hmm. when we play the music from Raiders of the Lost Ark or Harry Potter or whatever it's like got that know that mm. but I've never heard it live I've never heard it yeah with mm -hmm. the you know the kind of vibrancy that an actual live acoustic yeah. sound you know uh, mm -hmm. see that music uh, you're talking about I would think that that would uh, program well anywhere around the country yes. but you, you did mention that uh, there was a difference in the way you would put together a show for here versus some of the other places that yeah. you, you conduct. Right, so that, I mean, that's, that's a perfect example of something that will work anywhere, yeah. uh, that, that John Williams concert. But a lot of times you want to feature a, let's say a performer or a, uh, a theme, I guess, a concept that might be somehow specific to that, uh, that part of the, uh, the country. In Boulder, mm -hmm. I'm thinking a lot about, the, the, it's, it, it's, a very, it's a community that loves being outside and taking hikes right. and talking about the natural yeah. world and so on. Um, here we kind of focus a little bit on our, uh, you know, connection to New Orleans and jazz and, mm -hmm. and uh, mm -hmm. that, that, that kind of, uh, uh, and as well as, by the way, celebrating the, uh, the rather vibrant um, sort of film community that we yeah. now have Which here. is going to mm -hmm. start uh, jumping back up, too, with uh, 50 Cent coming back into town here. So. Right. So, there might be some work there for you guys to collaborate. That might be kind of cool. <laughs> That'd be good. We're up yeah. for anything. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm just curious. I mean, I, I, what is the response? Like uh, somebody from Shreveport, Bossier, that's never been to one of your performances before, and he sits through it, and he's just I'm just curious like what first time response is like yeah well we, we try to uh, when, when people are buying of course they can subscribe you know which which means they've come to multiple concerts mm -hmm. uh, but a lot of times <laughs> excuse me a lot of times when there's a like a single ticket buyer we don't have a record of that person in our database we try to follow up with them after the concert and mm -hmm. basically you know send them a, a little survey how did this you know what you think how did this part of it work how did that part of it work we want to you know make yeah. sure that the experience we're providing is as uh, welcoming as possible, and so on and so forth. I think what we find, for the most part, is that you know people uh, kind of <laughs> find themselves saying, "I never knew this was here." And, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, a friend of mine invited me. Yeah. It's almost all. It's almost always that sort of thing. Somebody that they know uh, knew mm -hmm. invited them to to join them, yeah. and they were like, "Wow, this is great! I want to, yeah. you know, Good. I want to be back." So uh, that's all we can ask, right? We we, we hope that we have yeah. a product that you know. Try it, you'll like it, basically. <laughs> I'm curious, do, do, do some people have this preconceived notion that, wow, this is just stuffy and boring and dull, and, sure. and then they see one of the performances and they're like, wow, this is really neat. I, I think that's a very common reaction. I think it's hard not to, if you haven't been to a classical concert, it's hard not to kind of have that preconception that, well, it's going to be people, you know, kind of, Looking, you know, right, you know, <laughs> looking oh. at, oh, you know, look at us. Right. <laughs> I, I, that's that's not the vibe there at all, and it's certainly not the vibe that they're getting from from the stage. Good, mm -hmm. uh, and and, um, and and for me, I hope so. I, uh, that's I think one of the first things that they are surprised by mm -hmm. that they you know that they that, that it wasn't intimidating and that they felt you know at ease. A yeah. and B that they actually <laughs> found this music engaging and uh, they found themselves, you know, having a, a, a very different kind of experience than really anything else, uh, yeah. you know, mm. in, their, yeah. in their lives. Um, so as I said, I think it, it, it serves a valuable uh, kind mm. of uh, role for, 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 for our culture right now. Good deal. We got about three minutes left. 
Um, well, like I say, you say you're the, the ma well, we called you the maestro to begin with because Ed says, <laughs> well, the maestro will be there. I'm like, the maestro? So that's stuffy. That's now. pretty cool. That is very stuffy. <laughs> that's, that's, that's why stuffy. I don't yeah. you know, That's right. And, and he, he referenced the, um, um, when when you did the the rockets over the red when yeah. you when you played that oh yeah that great it's always good stuff uh -huh. so right it, in particular I think he may be referring to what we did in the summer of 2020 which mm. uh, of course was the pandemic summer the sort of the heart of it right and we mm -hmm. uh, we wanted to partner with uh, KTBS to provide uh, you know mm -hmm. sort of a patriotic uh, musical mm -hmm. experience for right. people and uh, that was really exciting we we, we Put together, I don't know, seven or eight. Uh, you know, there were Sousa marches. They were, I right. can't remember mm -hmm. everything right now, but all just sort of Americana, great orchestral uh, stuff. And we had to do it, you know, uh, in our own homes. So it was yeah. quite a technological. I, I remember that was spectacular, by the way. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you. Mm -hmm. It was it was quite an undertaking, and you know, on uh, many people's parts, the audio engineers as well as the uh, mm -hmm. the, the video folks who were editing these all these you know 60 or so different individual yeah. <laughs> instrumental tracks mm. putting them all compiling them all yeah. together making sure they all were at the same tempo <laughs> and all this sort yeah. of thing yeah. uh, and and then uh, editing into that these wonderful shots that we had of right. you know the drone footage over cross lake or whatever it yeah. would happen to be uh, that was really a uh, and then we did something uh, not exactly like that but a little bit similar uh, for the uh, for our holiday program that uh, that season uh, it was televised again on KTBS. So it was... Um, uh, I'm noticing a connection here. Well, <laughs> we appreciate the partnership because it's, you know, yeah, it's a yeah. way to, uh, um, you know, to, to, to connect with a, a, a bigger part of the community than would normally come to see yeah. us uh, you know, at any given concert. All right, we're down to well, our final 30 well, seconds. People, final people have such an, an attachment emotionally to music, whether it's patriotic, whether it's emotional through film, whether it's bringing people together. And you guys bring that to the community. You guys, I'm going to get in trouble for saying <laughs> you, sir. Uh, but I just appreciate what you do. Thanks for coming and kind of illuminating all this stuff to us today and, and teaching me and Jeff a few things. Listen, I, I appreciate the, the, the chance to, yeah. uh, to share this. And we're, we're, we're so proud of the work we're doing and, and so proud of our community. All right. Maestro Michael Butterman, although he doesn't like the term maestro. <laughs> we'll just call him. Director Mike, Michael Wilbur. Yeah, Michael Wilbur. <laughs> okay, I like that. You can call me Mr. Buying Four. <laughs> All right. <laughs> for Paul and Michael, I'm Jeff. Thanks for being here on this latest edition of Good to Know Shreveport Bozier. Have a good one, everybody. <laughs>